see what happens when you find a stranger in the Alps? Greetings, Earthlings. I gotta come clean. I did not watch Catch Me If You Can, so sorry if last week you heard that and you're tuning in to hear the review. What happened? I decided to watch bad movies instead. I can still try and review Catch Me If You Can if you want. When you haven't seen it? Yeah. Uh, Did you see the trailer or anything? No. Okay, yeah, I'd like that later. But it's good that you made a conscious choice to watch bad films uh, instead of a good one. I went to the theater with Caitlin. We had planned to see um, Sonic 2 under the influence. We thought that that would be fun. But as I said on the show, then we watched Sonic 1 and turned it off in 20, 30 minutes, 15, 20 maybe. And then I said, okay, we, we're not watching Sonic 2. So then we were humming and humming, what movie should we see? We saw Bob's Burgers, colon, the movie. I think that's what it's called. <laughs> it could be wrong. Emphasis on the colon. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yep. Um, and it was all right. It actually is fun for the whole family because it's PG. I don't know how this has happened, but, you know, if you watch the first episode of Bob's Burgers and then watch this movie, it's night and day. I don't know what's happened, but just every character is on all the time. Well, I mean, this is their, like, 90 minutes of fame Yeah, when they hit this big screen, so they gotta be... They gotta turn it up. Like, you ever seen the Simpsons movie? I was gonna say, like, the only other movies I can think of like that are the Simpsons movie and the South Park movie. Mm -hmm. And I would say this movie is more like the Simpsons movie um is that in is that in, uh is there a spider pig a moment in bob's burgers is there an iconic thing that people will remember i think that was just iconic because i was on like the ads on no, tv no all no the no 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 and they, they, they just blasted they, that on like comedy central they, fox they knew they had gold before the movie came out okay mm. and they were right <laughs> mm-hmm. um yeah it's more like the Simpsons movie. Here's a rundown of it, if you care. But I'm going to tell you anyways. Okay. They need to um, pay back a loan to the bank. They have to raise money. It's one of those plots, you know. We got to save the community center. Yes. <laughs> yes. We got to save Bob's diner. Yeah, they uh, took out a loan for all this kitchen gear. They got to pay it back. And then... I don't know. There's like an earthquake or something, and then a big crater forms in front of their diner. How are we going to get money? Um, So what they do is they're starting to do a little bit of a Ponzi scheme, which is not cool. It's not cool to teach kids about this sort of habit. Who said it's a kid's movie? It's a kid's movie. They tell Mr. Fish Odor, their landlord, or they ask him, like, hey, can we not pay rent for a bit? And he's like, "Mm, yeah, let me think about that one. And then they they dig up some uh, spoilers, I guess. They dig up in the hole this uh, dead guy and fish odor is blamed. And then they're like, oh, no, we got to clear his name so he can let us not pay rent so we can pay back the bank. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. And so that's that's the plot, or is there more? You no, know, that's it. And then you also have three little subplots. You have Gene, who wants to be a pop star. His like subplot is the least important. They do nothing with it. And then you have Tina's subplot of um, if she wants to ask out... God, I forgot his name. I'm going to call him Freddy. If she wants to ask out Freddy or not. And then you have... What is... The third one. The third one with the hat. Um... Louise. Sure. Louise. Um, A a girl in her grade calls her a baby because she always wears her hat. Um, So she has turmoil there, whether or not she she should continue to wear the hat or not. Inner conflict. Yes. If she's truly brave, if she's a big girl. uh, That's a whole movie. Um and yeah, five out of ten bags for that. Uh, oh, for that movie, it's like that, eh? <laughs> um, there was one part where this guy is crawling through the vents like an animal with such ver- veracity. Um, 
Caitlin and I got scared there. I won't lie. Uh, we we thought he was gonna come out of the screen and kill us like Laura Dern in Inland Empire. It was nuts. Hey, w- did that happen? Just don't worry. Wait, about did it. he come out and kill you in real life, or is that in the movie? Well, you'll see. <sighs> oh um, no. Uh, and then there was also. Uh, there's a twist. I won't give it away, but there's a twist, and then Bob and the gang are they're put in a tight spot, and they're getting buried alive, and it's kind of um, it's too it's too real because they're like screaming for their life. Oh my god, what is happening right now? I thought this was a kids movie. My god, it's it's like a grown up kids movie, like a Pixar film, you know. I think the worst word that they say in the movie is "but." And they're like, it's not a very f- smart movie. Just characters say stupid things all the time. Like they give stupid answers well, to, to everything. Well, it's like when I've seen the show, it's like the three kids are all uh, the kids are the Gene is stupid, and Louise is is funny stupid. Ah, yeah. like she's just loud, and, and then Tina's deadpan. Yes, and then Bob is deadpan. And then there's a more stupid characters. Yeah, it's you know it it, it wasn't. Uh, it's the characters you have to love, Lucas. Okay? Yeah. It's not about script or writing or jokes. That's all like tangential, you know. And I started Stranger Things, but I'll talk about that uh, afterwards. Because I- speaking of bad movies, this week, just kidding. <laughs> we watched American Werewolf in London. Get excited! We're talking about a good movie, Matt. I knew you liked. The, I I know you liked the script. What did you think about the script? Uh, just do you want to know what I thought about the film or just the script? Just the script. The script. The script's decent. It's decent. It's decent. Yeah. What the hell? Um, this is by John Landis. Yes. Father of Max, an alleged rapist or something. And uh, also an alleged uh, murderer. Well, it wasn't his fault. But anyways, it's still a great night, still a great movie. Um, I actually forget what the main character's name is. They say his friend's name. Whitey names. Um, the the Scooby Doo looking motherfucker is David, and then the guy yes, who gets eaten is Jack. Yeah. So David, and, well, spoilers, please. That happened to the first. Uh, it's deep into the movie. 17 minutes of this film. And it's a 97-minute film. Um, which means that once you get to that point, there's still 90 minutes of film to watch, which is the equivalent of just an average short feature film. So I would actually contest you on that. Right. Yeah. Right. Uh, Jack and David are in uh, Europe uh, I guess they're trying to camp somewhere and do mushrooms. I can't really tell, but that's the general vibe that I get from them. They're backpacking. They, yeah. they, they took a year to f- discover themselves yes. or something. Maybe they're in a relationship. It's hard to tell. To discover, yeah, like you said, each other's bodies or the effect of psychedelics on their brain. I don't know. They're kind of just wandering. <laughs> and then um, they go to this pub where sussy things happen and there's a is it called a pentagram or a pentacle? Either I, I want to say it's a pentagram, but uh, I haven't been to uh, Saturday Black, school. <laughs> I haven't been to Black Mass in a while. <laughs> um, they're like, "Hey, what's up with that sign?" And then they, everyone in the bar just goes nightmare mode, and they're like, "Get out!" And they're like, oh, "Okay." And they're like, "Stay on the roads, okay, and beware of the moon." Like, All right. So <laughs> that's what they're like. They're like, "Get." I leave. <laughs> so they leave, and then they start, um, you know, being idiots. They walk off the road. Then they're like, "Hmm, I think we ro- walked off of the road." And they're like, "Yep." And they're like, uh, "Let's get back," because they start he- hearing howling, odd noises, and then, as you said, boom, Jack's dead. Yeah. Then a werewolf comes and it eats him up. And then it's kind of weird because they show that the werewolf, or that it wasn't just a wolf and that it's a werewolf. I know the title kind of gives it away, but mm-hmm. still, it's like there's some weird narrative things throughout the movie where then uh, David wakes up and, or David doesn't wake up in the hospital, but we see him and like the people around him. And then after that, we get a scene of him waking up and the doctor's like, hey, you've been asleep for a long time. Usually you would have like that scene. 
right after him passing out. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's weird narrative issues like like that. Like we know that it's a werewolf and that he's a werewolf, but then like he's trying to figure out that he's a werewolf for like a bulk of the movie, mm-hmm. but we already are tapped into that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Weird uh weird issues like that, but overall I really liked the the movie. It, it was it's a delightful little film legitimately. Yeah. Um it's like a hoardy, uh, it's a hoardy film. That's my new, um, I don't know, portmanteau for, or a calmer, or a, a calmer. I like hoardy more. A hoardy? It's yeah. a hoardy film. Um, not to be confused with a horny film. Um, and listen, you have these two guys, and they do this thing, and then it's a werewolf movie for the rest of it. Yeah. And... It's kind of funny. It's pretty terrifying. Yes. The effects, of course, are sort of the centerpiece and the only thing I've really seen from the film elsewhere in terms of iconography. Movie clips? Not on movie clips. Mm. I've seen it. I've just seen pictures of that specific werewolf. And I've seen the poster, which Mm -hmm. is not very good, admittedly, because one of the guys, half of the guys on the poster don't make it past the first 20 minutes of the Mm. film. So that's a mark right there. Yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah, you know. <laughs> I'll say it does have a decent script. There are some clever jokes. Um, I like the shtick of Jack coming back and haunting him. That was funny. Um, it was like a it was like a nice morbid twist. It was kind of like Beetlejuice like. Yeah, because he's in limbo because he was killed in an unnatural way. So Jack or David has to die for his soul to be freed. And right away, if you're a werewolf head, um, the mythology here is probably not going to stack up. I've never yes. heard of that before. <laughs> they don't need silver bullets. Spoilers: regular bullets will just do. And I, I guess that's it for a werewolf. Also, he looks, you know. I'm gonna have to take a whole bag off because in my head the werewolf has to be on the hind legs and that's what makes it even more scarier. <laughs> Otherwise, it's just a big wolf. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like you gotta be wolf. You gotta be more wolf man. One thing that I I do like that the the friend comes back to haunt him. It adds a bit of drama. However, one thing I don't like is when movies like this have a character that dies and then for some reason they just become evil. Um, you know what I mean? Where he just comes back and he's like, you got to kill yourself. And he just stops being his friend completely. Like, okay. it would be interesting for them to be, like, for there to be some drama there. And I guess maybe it's not this mo- that type of movie. Um, yes, yeah. But that would have been more interesting, I think, for him to, like, for them to have that moment where... he's like I think you have to kill yourself and he's like I don't want to they have a fight or something Um, but here he just comes back and all of a sudden he's like kill yourself kill yourself kill yourself nightmare nightmare well well, then yeah then the plot is like hey so anybody who gets killed is in limbo okay and then you know the werewolf's gonna happen every full moon and he kills a lot of people so it's like kill yourself now and save us and Mm -hmm. save yourself and save other people which is the the right thing to do maybe he's biased because he got mauled to death and his friend ran away (laughs) and then like after he was already dead he's like i'll go Uh, back yeah go back i'll go back for him um that's the other thing you have to cope with is the main character is a dumbass in this um he doesn't make any of the right decision i guess that kind of lends itself to the comedy and he just has that you're right about the um he looks like a beefier <laughs> paul mccartney like he just has like that wild eye kid yeah. look i looked it up the guy's 30 in this movie damn um and he looks like he's playing a 20 year old backpacker i don't know he just has like a cowabunga dumbass vibe about him he's yes. he's kind of likable in that regard he kind of just gets pushed to and fro through the rest of the plot uh we should bring up the nurse lover Mm. who is required Mm. um there's a weirdly long gratuitous sex scene yes that i saw john lennis wanted to be even more longer (laughs) and even more gratuitous but they made him cut that and the part where um jack undead jack eats a piece of toast and it falls out of his throat. I was waiting for something like that I to was, happen. I was waiting for that too. As soon as he showed up and picked something up, I was like, oh, that's the yep. classic gag yep. like in a zombie film. Like, it comes out his stomach. Yep. It comes out his throat. 
and the buddy and the and the effects there are good but i i was watching this movie i was like that looks like cheese pizza <laughs> um but it's like it's it's well done effects even though the film it, the movie's like 41 years old it's got good practical cool effects i can tell it's not a huge budget so they really did what they could yes. and, it, and it looks good uh, the transformation you know we'll talk about in a little bit but yeah um the plot with the nurse is like whatever she's just here you she's just a nice lady there's this there's this indian kid who's sick and all he says is now now <laughs> honestly those scenes were they were kind of funny they mm-hmm. were a li- they were a little heartwarming but then oh that's established about her character is that she really wants to fuck this patient and that she's a nice lady and i guess she's like the emotional crux of the film i guess because david wants to be with her yes um but he likes to eat people and stuff they don't really have any chemistry to be completely honest and her motivation for liking him is kind of bizarre she's just like uh you're so useless i just like you (laughs) you're so pathetic like it's maybe like, she has some mommy thing going yeah, on. No, it's know. a mommy thing, and that's the thing. It's like this guy—he's just a—he's on a down. He's like a down on his luck guy, I guess. But he—he he keeps failing upwards, you know. You know, he—he he survives the attack. He gets the girl. Um, sometimes he eats people, but he gets away with it for most of the film. Um, so you, you gotta love him for that. The movie is a co- a horror comedy in the same way that Dawn of the Dead is where a lot of it is super dry dry irony it's it is more it's like in the sphere of horror comedy it's like more like an evil dead 2 than say like a like a tucker and dale just as an example where that's like it's like a it's like a comedy film with horror elements this really feels like a monster feature but then they throw some levity here and there and they have some funny motifs. Well, there's just some things like, okay, during the transformation scene, which yes. is great. Um, I noticed before that there were four Mickey mice in this nurse's yes. apartment. I was like, what the fuck is up with, why does and, she have four Mickey mice? And I saw Donald Duck too yeah. on the fireplace, I think. And then during the transformation scene, which is super gross and horrifying, they just have a shot of Mickey Mouse dead in the center. And there's jokes like that where it's like, is this supposed, like, it's just it's just funny that they have such an, um, like a child icon over this really gross yeah. scene. It has like an ironic sense of humor. Yes. That's kind of reminds me like in Evil Dead 2, like when his hand starts walking around. Give him the, the finger. And, and the scene goes from like horrifying, then you take a step back and realize, like, this is funny. Yeah. It's, the movie does well in terms of tone. I, some people might say that it's kind of inconsistent in that regard, but this kind of works for me mm-hmm. because it, it's legitimately as a horror film or a monster film, it works well because the werewolf is pretty scary. Yes. The model they do for him is great. And those transformation scenes, especially of the... Uh, the cherry on top. They always just show the werewolf going, ah, but then this one, they show him like slowly getting longer. Yes. His, his hand gets like three times the size. His snout comes out. Yeah, it didn't look like a lot of fun. So that was a nice, that was a nice thing to show um, that they usually don't show in the monster flick is the transformation scene just because that's, a, that's very taxing visually. So that was a cool piece. Like in Monster Squad where you had like what, one what movie. <laughs> Huh? <laughs> Where you had one shot of like transformation and then he's fully transformed. Yeah, and, and he also looks like shit. Um and the scenes that they film where he's hunting people are actually really well shot and really well edited mm-hmm. they do just enough where you see the werewolf and you know what he looks like but it, it still has that degree of it has a uh, that degree of mystique where you're just waiting for the werewolf to pop out and then he does and it's just a quick flash and it's done. Yeah. It's good like that. This is that's the kind of thing where today they would just show a big CGI Wolfman come and then he would gratuitously take the guy's arm off <laughs> and then his head or something, you know. My favorite scene. They do they do like a Jaws for this. Yeah, L- like that is the train station one because that's just perfect. Yes. The, uh, the guy's waiting for his train. He's by himself, and then he hears that growling coming, echoing from one of the paths and then he starts running away and then he's on the escalator going up and then you just sh- see a shot from on top of the escalator looking down and then you just see the werewolf 
slowly crawling and then boom scene's done yeah because you know what happens yeah he's not he's not getting out of there but no. he's inside of that thing he's <laughs> fucked it's over um i want to talk about the ending mm-hmm. because it actually took me off guard a little bit okay so okay what happens is he trans he's like um he sees these hallucinations he's like i'm just crazy i don't believe you it's not gonna happen then he transforms into a werewolf he's like oh shit and jack's like hey you should really kill yourself man do it yeah and then he's like ah, okay and then he calls his family and he's like ah, guys i love you i love you yeah. and then then he gets then he gets like the shittiest little blade i've ever seen and he's gonna kill himself in the telephone booth this shitty shitty plan and of course he's a coward he can't go through with it yeah then naturally next course of action is go to the porno theater um and take in a film and then more and then the other victims start showing up and you see a couple you see the subway guy blah 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 and then he transforms in the theater after they give him suggestions how to kill himself um then we get the climax of the film then uh blah blah blah, blah. you get to run around let's just get to the end she's in the alley with him the nurse she they her and the doctor oh, i guess there is like a subplot her the loomis the loomis yeah there's a loomis who character who's like what's what's really going on here because yeah. the cover story is that a lunatic escaped um and killed and killed jack and, and killed them but he looks a little too fucked up um i don't i don't really know maybe he got maybe like if freddy krueger escaped it would have been <laughs> plausible but then he's like i don't believe this so he goes back to the village and he's trying to get information and the people are like um i don't know anything <laughs> and then one guy is guilty and he's like we let them go blah 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 he's a werewolf so then he knows and they connect the dots that David's a werewolf and yeah. he's killing people so then they track him down they get him cornered in the alley and then you get a decent scene where the classic scene where it's like I know you're really in there mm-hmm. listen to my voice I love you and you think I don't know something's gonna happen well yeah because then there's like hesitation in the werewolf yeah you, you see it unfurrow its brow mm-hmm. and you're like oh and then they're like hey fire and then they just blow it away and then the movie's done and then the last shot is just his his shot up corpse on, on top of trash bags and then it smash cuts to the credits with like some funny song just like dawn of the dead yes yeah yeah it was like dawn of the dead like that although i said i think dawn of the dead was like that is really a horror film that just has a little bit of levity and this is like comedy horror because mm-hmm. um, then it just kind of undermines its own ending it, it works and then you have that cut and it has just it just a little haha funny yeah it, you know yeah it caught me off guard because I was like oh and then that's it that's why the film to me is like it's, it's just like a delightful little film it doesn't really it doesn't really touch on much beyond the jokes and the special effects in the horror um the characters like you said whatever Mm -hmm. in the movie nobody gives in a terribly memorable performance and then the movie just ends with a gag ending which is like uh i i i thought the same thing when i saw it for the first time yeah but i liked it more on this viewing um having the climax of the movie be in a porno theater where I don't know if you noticed, but it's a fictitious movie they're watching called See You Next Wednesday, which is a running gag in John Landis movies. Um, And that's a line from 2001. I did not know that. Frank's like uh, video, his birthday call that he has. His dad says, see you next Wednesday. I guess John Landis liked that line. So now he has all the... He, that's a running gag in his movie. So that uh, movie they're seeing is called See You Next Wednesday. And they have like dialogue in it in the background that they're just jokes throughout the this really horrifying display of all these mangled up dead people telling um david to kill himself over and over um i don't know that's just very very funny to me the the movie does have some like quirks and idiosyncrasies here and there throughout the script that really remind you what kind of a movie you're watching Mm -hmm. and it and and like i said totally it does uh, work for me and you know what maybe because i uh only other thing from john landis i saw was animal house i thought this was going to be uh more funnier not that that detracts at all from my entertainment of the film but it's really a sly humorous horror film rather than the horridy i wanted it to be you know i it, 
it it's the horde I want it to be. To no, be not enough. Like there, there's um after he attacks for the first time, he wakes up naked in the zoo, and then he has to he steals some balloons. Oh th- yeah, there's a funny scene. Then you just see that shot of the ladies on the park bench, and he just and he just streaks <laughs> by, grabs the coat, and keeps going. And then there's a nice comedy shot of him waiting in line, and it shows all the people's feet, and they're all fully dressed, or whatever. And then it passes him, and you just see his naked feet uh, that's funny um there, there's some good jokes throughout the movie and i think like the plot like and how it's paced is is done well justify um, this long sex scene um honestly i mean it's like what 30 seconds just write it out and you want it to be longer it's just like uh okay i maybe to him that just shows how in love they are yeah know. so maybe he could have written dialogue that showed how in love they are it's whatever you know that meme template is kind of old now of a lab sitting next to a scary monster yes that is a replica of yeah i've seen i've seen it from that before too yeah do you know who owns that lab and that replica uh george lucas (laughs) joe rogan Actually, yes. <laughs> is he a big John Landis head? I don't know. He that, but that uh, statue was in his studio for a while. That, that is a cool statue. The werewolf design is inspired. Yeah. It's like it's not it's not too wolf like. It's really monstrous. Yes, it's like this just this big shag of a beast um, with huge fangs, and it's not even like really built enough similarly enough to a wolf to like get the comfort that oh, it's just like a big dog yeah uh, which is kind of funny when in the intro scene they don't show and then they're like oh that's just a big dog in the background or they see it in the distance and yeah. they're like oh that's just a big dog let's just walk away and i'm like uh, and then you get a look and you're like really really <laughs> that was a big dog okay <laughs> yeah it's it really is in between um a man and a wolf in that like right in the middle 50 50 it's not like a guy with hair on his face and fangs like a michael jackson thriller um which john landis also did i did not know yeah. that i I, th- I think michael jackson liked this movie and then he was like hey let's make this video mm, interesting yeah i mean that makes sense yeah um but um uh, michael jackson's the last shot of thriller is more scarier than this whole movie <laughs> facts that is facts <laughs> sure <laughs> uh, and it's not like in Twilight where it literally is just a big dog. It's just a huge wolf. It's like, all right, that's that's the lamest way to do it. <laughs> this is like perfect right in the middle. Yeah, where like I don't know, it, its head it's, it doesn't have like a snout or any or maybe I guess it has like a little snout, but it looks human and wolf-like at the same time you just have to see it it's a nice middle ground because you when you just had that little bit of humanoid aspect it just makes it that much more unnerving so yes big points for the special effects and the design here also shout out to them slowly decomposing jack throughout the film that was cool too i was hoping that at one point he would just be like a lab skeleton that's what I was hoping for too, but I guess that takes a long time. Yeah. So yeah, I was I was waiting for that too. I was thinking like, oh, if David never kills himself, he'll just be talking to a skeleton <laughs> for the rest of the time. Yeah. He shows up with he's like two face mode where half of his mouth is gone, which like it irks me so much because they should be talking differently. Uh, I know but, it's like a small thing, but, but his, like like his vocal cords should be eroded now, right? So it's just like yeah. ah, it's 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 magic, yeah. bro. It's the werewolf curse. <laughs> Don't even worry about it. Man. And I also really like it, I, going back to that uh, theater scene. Everyone's just telling him like to kill himself and. He's like, don't he need, like, a silver bullet? And they're like, be serious, man. Yeah. Like, what is this, a movie? Which is, like, um, something that they have, this tone that they have throughout the movie, which is, like, we're not doing a Wolfman reboot. We're doing our own thing, yes. which I like. Like, they even talk about Wolfman, like, the movie at the beginning of the movie, too. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just like that. They're like, yeah, you could just shoot yourself, hang yourself, uh, run into the street, get hit by a car. Do anything, man. Just yeah. get it over with quick. We're like, waiting to you. This isn't a movie. Come on. <laughs> so I like that. Honestly, I do like. I like the movie. It's uh, shot well. Good comedy. Good yeah. horror. Great special effects, which I can't sing enough praise. Like just watch the movie 
it's it, it's awesome. Caitlin was saying like, how did they even do this transformation scene? I don't know. A lot of robots yeah. and this. That's all I got. Maybe Landis got some loan from Industrial Light and Magic from, from Frank Oz. Maybe yeah, helped up. I saw, oh, I think I saw that they. Well, no, actually, I saw that they credited Jim Henson, but that's just for the fucking Muppets cameo that they have in this, probably. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Which makes me think if they're crediting crediting them for that, was that um, was that a commission? Like, was that a custom Muppets? Uh, thing that they did or was that just I, I assumed that was just an episode of yeah. The Muppet Show Wait, I, I didn't mention but in that scene which is also kind of funny um, David's having a dream about being back home and mm-hmm. there's Muppets on the TV he's with his sister and then he opens the door and then Nazi monsters come out like they're wearing like Nazi stormtrooper helmets yep, and yep. uniforms and then they're like just these weird monkey beasts <laughs> And then it's funny because the dream is like the ultimate nightmare. It's like Nazi monsters come in and shoot up everything and destroy everything and kill you and your whole family. It was comic. Uh, Like how over the top it was. That was pretty good too. Yeah. And then they have that paired with the Muppets, which is just funny. Like same where they're just showing like Mickey Mouse on screen during this transformation. Also, last thing I'll say, um, script wise, I really like that they didn't have people when they're in pain just go, ah, like when Jack is getting attacked, he's like, God help me, please, someone fucking help me. <laughs> like, I was like, oh my God. he's getting eaten alive. Yeah. yeah. Like, and it wasn't just, ah, you know what I mean? Yes, yes. The horror feels real. It feels yeah. authentic in this, which, yeah. like I said, gives it that extra degree of credibility. Uh, I'll give it eight banks. I'll give it, it you know what? It's like, um, it's teetering, you know. Mm hmm. Uh, I'm, yeah, I'm drunk at the wheel and I don't remember which lane I'm supposed to be in but I'll just swerve to the left because that's safe and say uh, 3 out of 5 bags what do you think is cult about this movie what's a cult appeal so the movie was successful and then the critics liked it but it's still got cult appeal it's like a it's a, it's like a clever horror comedy yep. that boom instant uh, cult appeal yeah. Also, it's got like no name actors in it. Uh, it's a small production. It's like kind of easy to forget about, I suppose. But but it is definitely worth the watch. Kenobi. Yeah, let's talk about the Kenobi situation. Sheesh. So, episodes two and three came out. Yep. And Facts. Then, then we had to watch them. Yep episodes two and three of the six episode miniseries called obi-wan kenobi yep. streaming on disney plus so what do you what do you think about them you well know? okay so after episode one kenobi goes on his adventure to find leia so episode two he goes to this planet which they say you'll never escape from uh surprise he escapes from it okay look <laughs> okay continue, continue okay um he finds leia captures her back from flea um and what does a third sister have a name or is she just referred to as third sister uh, the black lady yeah i think uh reva reva she's i guess the antagonist of the series so far she just really wants to capture kenobi so that she can gain favor with the vader because he can give her what she's owed uh i don't think i said this but when we watch it i said you know what i'm pretty sure she's a little black girl from the beginning of the first episode that we see at the jedi palace and it's going to be something like she she's owed force training to be fully trained or and she hates kenobi because he didn't like save her on it's gonna, it's gonna be like that's that's so tired motivation yeah where the hero Revenge. like was in a bad position yeah. and then they're like i'm pissed about it it's like can you be practical for a minute <laughs> can you like give your head a shake come on but yeah <laughs> that's what it's gonna be yeah no and it's like why are they holding it so long like they're insulting our intelligence like just get it out of the way man Okay, you, why, we know you just didn't have scenes of the younglings at the beginning for no reason. You yes. could have shown anything else. <laughs> All right. Um, it's not challenging television, I'll tell you that. It's the most shallow watching <laughs> I've seen in a minute. Uh, Reva finds finds out that Kenobi's on the planet. I forget how. Um, or I guess Flea tells 
Flea tells her. And she takes it from that guy. And then, oh yeah, then they have fucking uh, Kunal Night. Uh, no, 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 that's not Kunal. Yeah. What's the fucking guy's name? The Indian guy? The Indian guy. She I'm, takes it from his mind, I think. Right. There's, because, this, there's this guy that Obi-Wan goes I'm gonna to. Look, I'm going to look at the actress name because he's in a lot of stuff. And it was, it was not as jarring as Flea, but I saw that and I was like, oh, that's... Is he one of the Shazams? Or did, did I make that up? <sighs> Look, I like he in, was the in Shazam- some superhero movie, wasn't he? Yeah, I am. Um, you're right. He was. Oh, he was in Internals, I think. Oh, God. Um, hold on. Let me look up the cast here, and I'll and I'll properly credit this man. Obi Wan goes to him, and he's like a con man. He's pretending to be a Jedi. He has a bunch of machines set up around his place to move at his command. He mind tricks people over a radio. Yeah, and it's just funny. Like that. That was actually funny because we, the audience, know that he's full of it automatically, and that he's not a real Jedi. It, it's a Kumail Nanjiani. Kumail. Yeah, he's in Silicon Valley, and he's, yeah, he's in Eternals. Yeah, he got roided up for Eternals. He looked good in that. And he was also Prismo in Adventure Time. Hmm. Remember Prismo? I don't. No. I've been meaning to rewatch Adventure Time, though. Um, Anyways, whatever. They they escaped the planet, and the episode is just some running around for the bulk of it in a place... It looks like they're just running around in circles in the same block because they have next to no set design in this episode. It looks bad. Um, the episode is boring as hell. Um, okay, spoilers, I guess, whatever. I've spoilers, already... it's weekly. Like, just watch it and come watch the show. The third sister kills a Grand Inquisitor, which doesn't make sense because he's alive in Rebels. I saw people were pissed about that. I don't. I like what the fuck are they doing? I I don't. Maybe he's not dead because he's got force powers, right? So maybe he survived that and then he'll come back. Maybe Darth Vader will bring him back to life. Or maybe maybe he's in the back to tank right now, just re-upping. Like you're, I'm pretty sure from the way they're doing it, like Reva's not going to survive the series. No. So it's like she's going to get killed by Obi Wan at the end. Yeah. Or or maybe Vader. Maybe. Or maybe Grand Inquisitor Man. Maybe Leia. Maybe Leia shoots uh, shoots her. Says how uncivilized. Throws away the gun. Maybe Leia. Maybe Lola. The droid could be. It'll get a redemption after you know getting smashed, getting fucked up. Yeah, the episode's pretty boring. Um, there was one nice shot. There's some little gems throughout the show. I'll say this of Obi Wan seeing like a veteran clone, and he has immediate PTSD. That was a, that was a cool scene. Yeah. yeah. And the veteran clone is like, can you give me some change? And he's like, huh? Huh? And he's like, oh, okay, sure, sure. And it's Tamara Morrison. Yeah, right? yeah. Yeah. Which is the first time that he's ever wore the armor because in the other movies, it's it all was CGI. all CGI clothes. That's the first time. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, that's funny. What do you think about it? Um, the, the, okay, the, episode one, I was like, this is kind of boring and slow. Yeah. Uh, episode two and three, it picked up the action, so I was at least entertained. Mm-hmm. Look, it's not revolutionary. I mean, we're I already saw the fourth episode, and there's like six episodes only, so I so it, it wasn't the kind of series I was expecting it to be. I thought it was going to be a little bit more grand because they were getting McGregor and Christensen back and like respect maybe they want to do like a smaller scale of story yeah which I guess also makes sense because he's not going to be blowing up like the proto Death Star when in this time that he was supposed to be a hermit or whatever right I think it's something something that would have been known um you know McGregor as Obi-Wan is doing decent I'm really waiting for his like his moment me too because like he's playing what people liked about obi-wan is the way obi-wan was in the prequels which is witty witty dignified kind of rambunctious and i know he's playing depressed um unforced up kenobi Mm -hmm. but like it's kind of sad so watching dougie jones it's it's literally a Dougie Jones. Except, like, Dougie Jones, you get enough time, and then you're like, I love Dougie Jones. <laughs> like, I'm not going to, I'm you know, give me 20 more episodes. I'm not going to love bum, Obi-Bum Kenobi. And he's like, oh, I just can't do anything. Can't get it up. Like, no. he's, his force is, like, mid at best, you know. Like, buddy, I already saw Logan, okay? You know, I, I, just give me the good stuff when 
there isn't that much time left, okay? Yeah. Um, the plot is fine. I actually ended up warming up to Leia a little bit, even though, yep. like you said... Okay, oh, yeah. Okay. Um, I warmed up to Leia. Um, I think uh, Reva as an antagonist kind of sucks. Oh, man. Weird choice uh, to have her because, uh, like, she's corny. She's so corny. She's corny. In this latest episode, she says a line... Um, She's like, give me the information I want. And the character's like, no. And then she's like, well, I hope you like pain. Oh. And it's like, it, it, it was a weird choice. Um, I would have had Darth Vader more prominent. Especially because they're going to... They did what we were talking about. I think we talked about this like two or three weeks ago. Do you want to talk about episode three? Yeah, let's talk about episode three. Uh, so then they do episode two again where they go to another planet and then have to escape this planet... Uh, so we're doing the same thing fucking again, and we listen. Star Wars, it's history repeats itself, and it's like poetry. It always <laughs> rhymes. Okay, that's just the way Star Wars is. You run, you escape a planet, you shoot a guy. That's the way it is. Okay, <laughs> like nothing's fucking happened at this point. We're, we're now a hundred minutes in. Do you remember the pilot of Twin Peaks? Like how much it was in that. And now, like this, like n- nothing has happened. They have three characters, okay, and they they have Reva, Kenobi, and Leia, and they have not changed. Oh, and they have and, that Imperial lady. Oh yeah, she's yeah. probably a cameo that I I don't know. She's probably Gloobu <laughs> from <laughs> Galapo Shido. <laughs> yeah. Um. Anyways, they gotta escape the planet. And then, okay, here we go. Uh, let's see the lightsaber fight. Darth Vader comes out, starts going dicko mode to draw Kenobi out. He has to snuff him out, so he just starts killing civilians. He chokes one guy, which I'm used to, and then he just snaps someone's neck. The son's like, no, dad. And then he's just like, sit down, kills him. And then he starts dragging people around, you know. He's really making, he's really making a show of it. It's kind of Vader content you're looking for after the Rogue One hallway scene. Yes. Yes. Um, and then they have a lightsaber battle. Um, so how does that make sense? Listen, they had to do it. I knew they had to do it to him because you're not gonna have this happen and then them not meet. It's not. It's not that kind of show. Like I, I, I is it defensively canon? Like honestly, what does he say? I can't recall off the top of. He says it's been a long time since I've seen you. Or something. Yes, and uh, when I last years. saw you, uh, you were the master. So what's gonna happen is that Obi Wan's gonna kick his ass at the end. Oh. So then he'll still be the master. And ten years ago, still a pretty long time. So they made it work. And Leia doesn't know him in Episode Four. Yes. See. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> they're playing fast and loose with it, and they're not necessarily contradicting it. But it's like it probably wasn't supposed to be like this. But that's yeah. just in the interest of having cool shit happen. They should just not do the show. Then I saw some comments saying like we should be grateful that we even have this. Fine. Because Kenobi is a hermit who has no story. So be grateful we have this. Okay, then no story. Oh, you want them to service the Star Wars canon before they yes. put out a show that yes. the fans want? Yes, please. Uh, keep dreaming, man. I don't know what to tell you. Look, when that show got announced, it was like unanimously praised. Like, oh, no, I know. Nobody was unhappy that this is getting made. It's like, we all like Ewan McGregor as Kenobi. It's the kind of content we want. We need to see them do stuff. Look, it was cool when Vader was fucking him up a little. Obi-Wan's a little, little. old and slow. <laughs> Vader's one-handing him. He's one-handing him. He's dummying him. Then you get that scene where he picks Obi-Wan up and he gives him a little taste of his own medicine. How does that make sense? What do you mean? Uh, he's, he would be all burnt. It was... Uh, I'm. He was using force to keep <laughs> some of it off. <laughs> Um, and then o- Obi-Wan says what have you become and Darth Vader says I am what you made me it's a cool line he, even though some of the dialogue in the show is kind of corny well Star Wars is corny but I, it's, I, I was it's think- a line I was thinking about that because I was like well original Star Wars is also corny so Star Wars I guess has always been corny yes um, so a little bit of corniness is okay with me. Don't choke on your aspirations. Yeah, like that's where it's like, okay. Uh, <laughs> He's it's, doing it's, it's like, yeah. I don't, mm, I, there's like certain characters who should be corny. Yes. Darth Vader should be corny. Like Should? No, he shouldn't. Be- 
I guess he's like it's like cor- corny in a dramatic sense. But the thing with Darth yeah. Vader is that he works anyway, even though he's so like uh, obviously evil. Yeah, like he he he's, doesn't have a choke on your aspirations in the no, original. He he's, ju- he's just cartoonishly evil, and yes. it's just his presence that sells that. Yes. Yeah. Um, the Grand Inquisitor, I was kind of happy that they killed off because he was really corning it up. Like, his <laughs> evil voice he was doing. Well, he's like a... I don't know, a race... I don't know if that's Sith corruption or whatever the fuck he uh, is. His race is, um... U- Utapawan. Do you remember in Episode 3 when Kenobi goes to that planet to kill Grievous? Um... You... Yeah, that was Utapau. That's a planet, and that was and, where he was when Order sixty six happened. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, when he lands, there's that guy that comes and talks to him. He's very tall, um, in a red robe, and he's like, "We're being watched." Like, do you remember? I think I do remember that when he first lands with yes. his weird space lizard thing. Y- yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's the Grand Inquisitor's race. So also kind of weird that they skimped out on his practical. Um, Make, uh, effects I should say for his head because that is that is inconsistent with the movies too I'll show you what I mean um, you know it's the kind of thing where this is what he should look like oh. but then he's just a dude yeah he doesn't have like the big ass head yes or the teeth yeah or the eye makeup really yeah in the same way. yeah it's weird that's weird that they cheaped out on that um, I, I honestly wouldn't be surprised if they stepped on Rebels lore it's the kind of thing where it's like I feel like they won't if, if they like this meet, matters more. Yes, it'll yeah. be like a it's like a priority thing, and they do that with Marvel too, where like they step on the Netflix shows canon, and they're only like kind of canon. Like what? It was like um, things would happen in the the television shows that would obviously have been referenced in the movies. Like or, what? Um, a, I don't know, like big events in New York, people should get blown up. I don't know what the, Netflix shows though. Oh, like Daredevil, like oh, okay. Jessica Jones, okay. like those ones. And then they reuse actors from the TV shows to the movies. So it's like, are these canon? It's yeah, like, yeah, yeah, guys. Like fans, don't worry, it's canon. <laughs> but it's like we don't really give a fuck. Yeah. That's that's a that's how it might be. But yeah. I, have a, I have a feeling that wasn't the end of the quiz there because he dies like a bitch too. Yes, he just gets stabbed. And then said, whatever. You know what I was thinking watching this? Um, two things. One, um, last thing I flee, he, the end of his character is he gets space high on space drugs. Yes. So that's, that's just hilarious. Okay. <laughs> Do you ever think like the Empire would be more successful if they didn't have such a hostile work environment? That, well, I mean, dude, that's just a criticism on fascism, so <laughs> there you go. I'm watching, the sh- I'm watching the show, and I'm like, everybody is, like, suspicious of each other, and they're all, like, sycophants, and they're all vying for position and power. And I was like, like people maybe, in the Empire? Yeah, yeah, I was like, maybe, like, maybe you guys, like, work together a little bit more sincerely, and you weren't so, like, evil. And Vader's will will be manifest, and I will be the second hand to the Dark Lord. It's like, I don't know, man. Take it easy. You're just explaining the Mirror Mirror episode of Star Trek. <laughs> where Kirk says that to Spock, like, hey, too. Maybe the vibe isn't right here. Did you guys think about that? And then Spock's like, hmm, I'll think about it. <laughs> Spoiler alert, uh, it doesn't work out. But that's what I was seeing with the Empire, because they're all like that. I'm like, Man, like this, this seems fucking exhausting, and it's probably not good for the mental health. I don't know. It's just a shitty place to work. I was thinking during that scene where Vera uh, and what's the green face guy's name? Fucking, I don't know. The first brother. The first brother, sure. Um, they're having some very awkward, petty squabble, and they're in this like super black and red room, and it's just imagining like Han Solo in this sort of dark universe going like yeah that's what i was thinking i'm like and it's like these two guys like why don't you guys just work together like and then you like it's like i you know i can see this i know your empire guy's not gonna work out but you know i don't know like smile you know you'll look a little prettier all of you guys the same thing with like the first order and the sequels when um hux 
Hux is just like screaming at the top and of you're his just lungs. like man <laughs> chill, come on chill that's, out. that's why my favorite parts of scenes where they're infiltrating the empire they're showing the empire is like when they just show the stormtroopers you like check the, out the new TC47 yeah and like in this one Obi-Wan's hiding and then this is like oh this place gives me the creeps and the guy's like don't uh, we won't be stationed here too long yeah. don't worry um, or like in or like in Force Awakens when those guys turn around when they see Kylo raging like that's actually the funny <laughs> shit when you just see the grunt soldiers who are like yep. they're just doing what they're told yes. over like all these fucking guys who just can't stop talking like this and making this face it's like do you guys ever turn it off it's too much it's too much <laughs> I guess they're just trying to ham up like that evil and like th- I'm sorry like Reva she's too cute looking to be threatening and she's too corny it's and like, her, f- her f- like she's flawless skinned uh, flawless like, hair a, put a scar or something yes. and get rid Asajj Ventress or whatever she's scary she's bald yeah try that shit out she's got like a weave uh, I don't fucking know it didn't work that was a weird thing to make her the antagonist make this good character and naturally I, I, I looked it up and apparently she's been getting racist comments you know that's to be expected it's, yes. it's Star Wars but also just her character kind of sucks and shout out to the mental health of whoever the little girl is playing Leia because she's gonna have like 40 year old men telling her to kill herself she's gonna have that Jake Lloyd syndrome yep. Star Wars ruined her life yeah but you know what I'm gonna be hopeful and say that maybe Disney's putting like big bucks and efforts into like like protecting her or like compensating her um, yeah you know what i mean you know what it's yeah i think she'll be a little bit safer uh they learned the lesson with disney yeah then they will yeah they don't want um they don't want another jake lloyd it's not really good for the brand not just jake lloyd but the guy who um played jar jar he was he uh, attempted suicide because of the hate uh, he got oh, really? yeah i heard that um the jar so you know that new chip and dale movie yep and you know how there's ugly sonic yeah they wanted to do jar jar instead of ugly sonic but then disney or or like lucasfilm <laughs> so or no kathleen kennedy way. was like no no you so can for 10 jillion dollars yeah i mean and it's like it's all disney but the star wars people i guess were like no not funny yeah like there there are like sections of disney of Disney that will sue each other like they're their own yeah. entities under this Disney umbrella so yeah. Disney's kind of like the empire when you really think about it facts and Bob Iger whoever is in charge now is kind of like Bob Iger's gone whatever he's like Palpatine and Kathleen Kennedy's kind of like Darth Vader in a way he retired when Epstein got arrested or like around then I think Look, Iger, you cut off one head, two more grow back. It's all the same shit, you know? One last little nugget that I liked um, in episode three is when we see Mole Man. A, because I'll say this, I've said this about all of the miniseries, and I'll say this about this one. The makeup artists do a great job. Yeah, that was good. Other than, like, small things that I guess, like, probably is out of their control, like making the Grand Inquisitor lame, but... Um, I like Mole Man. I like. I really like the ant in Mandalorian season two when there's just an ant because that's classic Star Wars. There's just there's like really zany stuff, and then there's just a wolf man. <laughs> then there's just a devil and a guy with a horn. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I like the Mole Man, and I really liked how um, he was just totally fine with fascism. Um, because that speaks to real life. He's like, yes. nothing wrong with a little bit of order, you know? That was funny when it was like, <laughs> it was like a little, it was like a little rural jab when yeah. it's like this guy and he's like, ah, it's doing good for me. I don't yep. see no problems. And he strings them along and then he brings them to the checkpoint. He's like, oh, I thought you guys might want to check these guys out. <laughs> <laughs> that apparently is Zach Braff, the main guy in Scrubs. I saw that on the Wikipedia. Oh, they always do that. With Star yeah, Wars. they they put we- they just put famous actors in weird shit. Like uh, I'm forgetting Daniel Craig as that stormtrooper. See, was that Daniel Craig in there? I don't know. In the costume? Yeah, who's to say? I don't know, but it's for sure his voice and yeah. You know. Is the Hayden Christensen in that Vader suit? I don't I'm know. gonna say yes. I'm gonna say yes. Um, I like to see behind the scenes videos. Definitely full body. If it's like his back, maybe they're just getting a, a stand-in to do that or a shot of his feet. That's probably not him. Um, but full body, probably him. Fine. <laughs> maybe. But we won't know. 
and like i don't know if it's just that i know that it's by disney but something about things they do pisses me off like the vader fight is so gratuitous like you you hear him breathing and then you get like a shot of his lightsaber erecting in a very uh fulfilling way yes it's it's like too much it's, they, 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 it's they, silence brand it's <laughs> it's like it's the thing is that they, they didn't have star wars they bought it from a guy yeah and now they're just trying to make as much of it as they can so they're saying hey the fans want cool stuff for theater sure this is like a fan service series, yes. right? It didn't yeah. further the mythos and anything. It's nope. just like, let's get guys back that people like. It's like even more fan service than like Mandalorian, which actually like attempts to be its own yes. show and have its own characters. Yeah. Um, I'm going to make a prediction. This okay. is a wild prediction. Okay. But I was thinking today, like, who the fuck is going to watch this and or show? who is like, the Cassian Andor show yeah Star Wars heads that's it what casual is gonna be like if you like ask your grandma or your mom like do you know Andor they'd be like who The pl- you mean the planet <laughs> in the third movie um Obi-Wan drops a line that he has a brother and oh yeah my theory for how they're gonna generate hype for this Andor show is that he's Obi-Wan's brother what the- <laughs> He, Cashy and Andor, yeah. but he looks like um, he looks kind of space cum. It's l- different. Respect, respect. <laughs> it is different. What did he say about his brother? I remember hearing that. And I'm like, uh, I feel like don't elaborate on this further. No, they're going to because I guess it's the first time they hear about Obi Wan's past. Yeah. No, it's not going to be Cashy and Andor. It's going to be Cashy and Andor. That's how they're going to generate hype for that show. And then what? We already saw Cashy and Ender do all the coolest shit he's gonna do, and then he got blowed up. So but he's gonna he's, do even cooler. He's not stuff. gonna do any force stuff. Nah, no. Nah, he's nah. gonna see Chewbacca, and he's gonna no, have an no. arm wrestle with the You'll Be Dead guy. He's going to go on a spy mission with Lobot. Remember Lobot? No. He's a Mr. Clean guy with um, a Borg enhancement on the back of his head. Oh yeah, I remember him now. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, yeah. He's going to do some stuff with uh, Forrest Whitaker. Yeah. I, yeah, there is... There is that's another weird Disney hallmark is like, let's just get like famous guy and it's like kind of jarring that they're in Star Wars. I don't know. Well, that was... um. That was a Clone Wars character, so it's cool to see him back. Yeah. But I, 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 I didn't know that when I saw that movie. And I was like, who the fuck is this guy? Uh, it, it was jarring, but now that I've seen Clone Wars, it's kind of cool. But uh, yeah. <laughs> fucking flea is in this. I don't know. All right, last thing. I, I started Stranger Things. Pretty cool. It reminded me of Twin Peaks quite a bit. Um, but I'm sure it will find its footing and be its own thing. But it's just interesting. H- have you never seen it? No. But Caitlin is giving me that uh, Stranger Thing pill as she's getting Seinfeld, I like to say. Um, it's like getting stuckmanized, but the Seinfeld version of it. Seinfeld. Um, so I'm watching Stranger Things. Um, it's like a murder mystery with um, a cosmic twist in a small town in the forest. And I was like, hey, I've seen this before. And there's even that sheriff. Yep. And the kids are trying to figure out what's happening. Except I guess instead of like uh, Dale Cooper, you have like Winona Ryder going like... Tweaking. <sighs> yeah. Billy! Uh, Will! He's in the lights, I swear! And he, he... This alternate dimension travels through electricity. I was mm, like, hey, yeah. I've seen this. Uh, actually, you know what? I saw... I saw the first season of Strange Things when it came out, and now I saw Twin Peaks. But yeah, in hindsight, yeah, there are definitely takes inspiration yes. from the show. Yeah, it, I'm not saying it rips it off or anything. It's um, it's like a nice blend of that, and then just the '80s kids movie stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I really like it so far. It's a good show. I remember liking season one. It was like solid, high budget television. Yeah, yeah. Good characters. 
I didn't watch any of the rest. I'm gonna be honest. Uh, is that just because you were like good enough after season one? Yeah, I was like, I watched season one. I was like, nice. And then they were like, season two and three, and I was like, I that was like a nice story. It it it, it ends nice at the end of season one. Uh, like kind of. Mm. It's like the kind of thing where they could have gotten canceled, and you know, it. It's just like um, maybe I'll try to watch it now. And apparently, there's a season five coming out. And that's going to be the last season. I don't know. All I know is that they're finishing this season next month with like an hour and a half finale. Something. Like I don't that. think I like it as much as everybody else likes it. But I wasn't alive in the eighties, so <laughs> I don't think most of the fan the fans were gets, either. This is a big audience. I, f- I feel like a lot of my friends' parents have, are watching this too. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I know for a fact, actually, like, uh, my girlfriend's parents have seen it. I know a few friends, Anthony's parents, I know for sure were watching it. Mm. So I think it does have crossover or cross-generational appeal. I like I like it, it's just I didn't love it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm liking it right now. Yeah, it's, it's, it's good. Maybe I'll rewatch them. Maybe. If I get the time. Yeah, it's really well-written. Stuff happens in the episodes. is a nice change from watching Kenobi. Um, characters actually interact with one another. There's development. There's development. There's some acting in it. There's some interest, and it's not just full of characters that you know are going to live to see the light of day at the end of the show. Look, that's just a prequel syndrome, okay? There's nothing we can do about that. Are you mad that at the end you're watching the prequels knowing Obi-Wan's going to survive that? Hmm? <laughs> no. Obi-Wan's like, <laughs> whatever, man. <laughs> um, did you see any other good movies this week? No. I saw a couple of good movies. Yeah. Um, I watched Almost Famous, which is just this movie that Cameron Crowe made. And apparently it's based on his childhood when he was a, some like journalist prodigy and he was writing for Rolling Stone as a teenager. Oh. <laughs> it's a decent film. I've seen it before. This is like the extended version. It's like two, two hours, 40 minutes. So it's a little too long. Um, it's pretty good. Um, it's... It, it you'll benefit a lot if you like the kind of uh, 70s rock aesthetic which is what it is because he's traveling with this band maybe if you're a fan of Spinal Tab sometimes the movie's a little obvious and the dialogue is a little obvious and I guess maybe you could say that's because the film is from the perspective of 15 year old in a new world of rock and roll but um, yeah it's solid I'd say it's worth the watch mm. uh, and then I also saw an, I saw another music movie I saw um, Summer of Se- uh, Soul which came out last year, and I think it won the Oscar for Best Documentary. And it's on Disney Plus, you can watch it. Or it's like a Hulu release that's on Disney Plus, I yeah. guess. And basically it's just um the in in nineteen sixty-nine they had a they had like this Harlem Cultural Festival, where they just had a lot of big black entertainers come and have a music festival. Um and the footage just didn't get released for like fifty years. Hmm. And now and it's like big performers. It's like Stevie Wonder's there, um Nina Simone is there, um like the Fifth Dimensions there. There's a lot of big black artists there. Motown artists? Motown uh, yeah, the Motown artists like Gladys Knight, uh Temptations Come Sing My Girl. Um it's funny because um this whole like event is like it's like it's not like a shitty event but it's like they just have a stage in the park and yeah. then they have all these all-star line it's like kate next who's the next all-star like legendary artist we're getting kate Nina like Zimo. at the forks or something yeah and that's what it is it's like just like one stage it's like i guess this was happening like at the same time as woodstock it was like over the course of like a few weeks it's mm-hmm. like every other weekend the documentary is great it's well edited the the historical context and stuff is is good um the music's actually really good um because it's all like live instrumentation you're like damn you forget that this is back in the day when the studio recording was just also them playing yeah they didn't add anything else so the music's all good the soundtrack's worth listening to i'd say it's a pretty great documentary definitely worth the watch do they explain why the footage was held for so long yeah they say like what happened was um the guys who are hosting it and like the new york mayor shows up in the movie and he's like a big proponent it was, he was like a liberal who was like really good with the black community and he helped it happen but then apparently what happened was they they did air it on tv like after it came out 
in like 1969 and then they were shopping around the footage and everyone's like well no like we have Woodstock that was like way bigger mm-hmm. right and then nobody wanted to buy it and then the footage just all the footage they had just sat in a basement Hmm. until Questlove who's like the guy yep. I think is the the drummer yes. on Fallen yep. of The Roots um, also on Erica Andre's show yes <laughs> uh, he directs this movie and I guess he helped get it back up it is weird that it's like it's such a high profile festival mm-hmm. you see Stevie Wonder come he does his classic crazy drum solo he's beating it like he owes like he owes him money <laughs> Um, but it's good. It's definitely worth a watch. Good summer movie too. It's like you you really feel the heat in yeah. it. Yeah, I would say this is a good good summer watch. That's how I feel about listening to uh, ballet slippers. Yeah. 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 Anything else? No, that's it. What's next week? Uh, we probably shouldn't have waited so long, but uh, but I'm a cheerleader. on our Instagram at C-O-T Podcast, C-O-T Podcast, and we'll review it on the show. Shake, shake, and may the road rise up to meet your wheels. Was that good enough? Is that the take? Not even close. Take 174, rolling 3, 2, 1...